And so I was asked to speak on the prophetic um, and just practically what is the prophetic and how do we step out and, and um, how does the uh, prophetic affect my life and how can I flow in the prophetic and minister to somebody else. And so when we speak about the prophetic, we've got to begin, first of all, with our relationship with God. And when we look through the whole uh, Bible, we see that God is a God who longs for relationship. We see that. Um, we see that God not only wanted to deal with sin, and that was the power of the cross, but the power of the cross was not just to deal with sin. It was so that we may be restored in relationship to him so that we may know him and walk with him. And so God is a God of relationship, and he wants to communicate with every single one of us. In fact, he does communicate with every single one of us. Just sometimes we don't recognize it. That's the difference. And so he's a personal God. So sometimes he communicates in ways that we don't expect. Sometimes it feels so natural that we think, that surely cannot be God. Sometimes our expectations are so unrealistic. We think if God is going to ever one day possibly speak to me, then that means I'm going to first of all see about six angels. Then the lights are going to flicker. The earth is going to shake. And then I'll know it's God. But you see, the Creator made us. And so the Creator knows exactly, if I look at Lisa, God made her. And God knows exactly how to speak to her. And when he speaks to Lorraine, he knows exactly how to speak to Lorraine. And that's the beauty of God and having a relationship with him. He knows how to communicate with us. And so we've just got to be open and say, God, even if it feels natural, I know that you're wanting to communicate with me. And it's a beautiful thing. In the Old Testament, we see that God spoke to the prophets. And so then the prophets would hear for the people and then go and tell the people. But in the New Testament, it's different, completely different. And so now we have access. Because of Christ, we have access. If we are in Christ, if we have accepted him, we belong. If we have been born of the Spirit, we belong. If we have been changed on the inside, we belong. And so because we belong, he speaks to us as children. We have access. I've been preparing this for weeks. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. You know everything. <laughs> but it's just, it's been running through my heart and through my mind. And even yesterday, after hours and hours and hours of prep, even yesterday, I sat on my bed upstairs and I wanted to weep because I thought, we have access. Do we understand what that means? I have access. I can come to the living God. I can come to the living God. I can share my heart with him. He shares his heart with me. Do we understand the treasure that we've been given? Thank you, Lord. And so we all can hear the voice of, of God. We know this. Why? Because of what Jesus tells us. I love John 10. John 10, 27. He says, my sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. And so you might think, well, how, how does someone become a sheep? You know, it's, a, it's not a literal sheep. It's a, it's a picture of a sheep, and it, it links us to Psalm 23, the great shepherd. He is the great shepherd who cares for his sheep, those that belong to him. 
But in John 1, it tells us all who received him, so it's talking about Jesus, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. And then it goes on and it says, born of God. And so that's what makes us children of God. Born of God, born of the Spirit, born again on the inside, changed on the inside. The Holy Spirit dwelling in us, empowering us, helping us to recognize when the Father speaks to us, when Jesus speaks to us, when the Holy Spirit wants to reveal truth to us. He helps us in that process. And so the question is not, does God want to speak to you? Jesus says, my sheep hear my voice. Settled. He speaks to us. The question is, can we recognize it as soon as he's communicating with us? And we can grow in this. And so what is the prophetic? The prophetic is when God communicates to us his thoughts and his intentions. And then we, in turn, communicate that to someone else. That's being prophetic. I hear, I receive from God, and then I share the very thing I'm sensing from God for the benefit of somebody else. I can hear for my own life, but when I hear and then I minister and I share that with someone else, I'm being prophetic. I'm speaking, I'm acting on behalf of God. And so I can be prophetic in many different ways, and so can you. So you can sense something, and you can share that through word, or you can share it through a dance, and all the men are going, yes, yes, pick me to demonstrate that. <laughs> Not, hey, Paul. <laughs> so we can do a prophetic dance at times, as the Holy Spirit leads, or it can be through art. It can be through many, many different ways that we can do a prophetic statement to communicate what we are sensing from God. But being prophetic is about hearing and being obedient. You see, you can say, God, I want to grow in the prophetic. But if you're not prepared to step out, then you will not be prophetic. You will not be ministering and sharing on behalf of God. You have to settle that. I will be obedient. You know, there was a time a while ago where I said to God, the answer is yes. I didn't feel him asking anything, but for me, I needed to settle what my response would be. And I remember saying to him over and over again, my answer is yes. My answer is yes. Whatever you ask of me, my answer is yes. I've settled that. Is it easy? No. Do I feel comfortable? No. Do I sometimes think, God, I really I, please use someone else? Frequently. But I've settled that. I don't struggle with that anymore. Because I, for me, I needed to settle that. Lord, my answer is yes. And so whatever it is that you put on my heart, I'm going to do it. And I know you're going to help me. But my answer is yes. The prophetic, no matter what God shares with us for someone else, whether it's his plans, his intentions, his purposes, it doesn't matter. Whatever it is, it's always to reveal the heart of God. Always. It's always to point back. The focus is not the word. The focus is not the plans even. The focus is the person who gives us the plans. And so the prophetic is always to point back. It's always to honor Christ and God the Father. Always. But the prophetic is just a beautiful way that we see God ministering to people. And it's like people's hearts go open. 
they just open when they sense God is saying something to me. It is so beautiful. And so today, um, Steve spoke so wonderfully about the gifts. And um, so when we look at Scripture, especially in the Old, in the New Testament, we see it speaks about the prophetic. And so in the New Testament, it speaks about many things, especially gifts. And so when we look at the uh, Ephesians 4, it speaks about the fivefold ministry gifts. We know that. It's where God calls a person to an office. It can be the office of a prophet, an apostle, a teacher, a pastor, evangelist, where God calls someone to an office, and then he sends that person to the body to equip the body for works of ministry. And so the person is the gift. But then there are also times when the Holy Spirit gives us gifts, grace gifts, that he actually puts within our lives. It's like he deposits within our lives. They are grace gifts. You do not earn them. You do not work for them. You do not beg for them. It is God by his grace. He puts things in our lives for the benefit of others. For the benefit of others. What I love so much is that it doesn't say for the benefit of believers. It doesn't say I will give you gifts for the benefit of your little family. For others. And so others are the person at ASDA. The person at... Where did you work, Malcolm? Waitrose. It's the person at your work. It's the person at school. Those are the people that we are to minister to with our gifts. The gifts are for the benefit of others. And so we see there are grace gifts. And when God gives us a grace gift, it, it resides within us. And so you'll find that you'll often operate in that gift. It's like something becomes part of your life and you find great joy in actually flowing in that gift, especially as you grow in that gift. But there are also other gifts that the Word tells us about. That's in 1 Corinthians 12. It speaks about the manifestation gifts. And this is when the Holy Spirit, who is always aware of every situation and every need, He can determine at any point in time which gift he is going to flow in through your life in order to meet a particular need. And so he manifests, he reveals something through your life according to the need that is present around you. And so in 1 Corinthians it says, verse 7, to each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. So he knows the need of those around you. And so sometimes he'll stir you in such a way that as you share what you've got, it ministers to the person who has that need. It's a beautiful thing. In 1 Corinthians 14, it says, Pursue love and earnestly desire the spiritual gifts, especially that you may prophesy. And that's what we're speaking about tonight. And so we know that every believer in this room can prophesy because we know prophesy is here, and then we'll choose to be obedient. We just share it. Hear and share. That's what the prophetic is. And so because the Holy Spirit is in us, he helps us to do that. But Paul is saying, desire these gifts, especially that you may prophesy. Why? Because it says the one who prophesies speaks to people for their upbuilding. That means strengthening, edifying. It's to encourage and it's to comfort. And so that's why Paul is saying, desire the gifts. 
but desire to prophesy. Why? For the benefit of others. Build up others. Strengthen others. Comfort others. That's why Paul is putting emphasis on that. And that's why it's so important for us when we understand the purpose of the prophetic. It's important how we communicate things to people. It is always with an attitude of love. Even if God shows you something that is unhealthy in the life of a person, be careful how you communicate that. We always bring it in a way that will strengthen and encourage and comfort. Always. Those are our boundary lines. You might see that people that are called to the office of a prophet, they might come with words that are stronger and more directional. But that's for the office of the prophet. For us, we are called to encourage and strengthen and comfort. And those are our boundary lines that we stay within because we want to minister in a healthy way. And so what is our role then? Be open. Desire. Say, God, would you use me in this way? I know it's available to me. I want to hear you and I want to be able to share what you're putting on my heart. I will be obedient. And everything I do is not because of the need I see in someone. You see, sometimes I'm talking to someone and I can see straight away that there's, there's a great need there. When I feel God put something on my heart, I don't share it because of the need. I step out in obedience because I want to honor my father. I'm not driven by the need. Because if we're driven by the need, then sometimes we'll see the need, but God gives us nothing. And then we want to, like, i got to help this person. We cannot be driven by the need. We are driven by a desire to honor. And so then we can minister in a healthy way. And so the prophetic often reminds us. It reminds us of truth. Sometimes it even reveals our blind spots. You know, sometimes we lean one way. I don't know if you've ever seen that in your life. Maybe you see it in other people's lives more clearly. But sometimes you can be so passionate about something that you become a little unbalanced. Mm -hmm. And so the prophetic can come and just encourage us to just stand on the other leg as well. Just come back into balance. It helps us with our blind spots or unhealthy patterns. It helps us to see from God's perspective. It strengthens our faith. It brings wisdom into our lives. And what I love so much, it confirms what God has already said to us. We all know we hear God. That's settled. But when the prophetic comes and tells you something and you're like, I know he's already told me that, that is beautiful. You see, first prize is to hear personally from God. First prize. Not from the prophet. Not from people that are stepping out and prophetically sharing. No, no, no. First prize is you and me, Lord. However, sometimes God just wants to encourage us. And then he'll tell someone something else, and then they come, and it confirms what you already know. It's a beautiful thing. Just want to point out one thing about the prophetic. If someone gets up and shares something for 10 minutes, a detailed prophetic word for 10 minutes, and then someone else gets up and shares something for one minute, the 10-minute prophetic word is not more powerful than the one minute. Be very careful that you are not impressed by the detail of a prophetic word. You see, it is not about the detail. 
It's about obedience. So I want to give you a practical example. Say, for example, God is speaking to Sam and saying to Sam, Sam, I want you to draw deeper from me. I want to be your source in everything. I want to come and refresh you. And say that is what God is saying to her. And then five minutes later, he puts on my heart to do a prophetic statement to minister to her. And all he asks of me, go and get a glass of water. Take it to Sam and say, I feel God is wanting to say something to you about water. Do you know how powerful that would be? Because God has already been speaking to her about draw from me. And then I come with a glass of water. How simple can that be? And I bring it to her and I say, I felt to do this. Powerful, powerful, powerful. That is a prophetic statement. I'm sensing something and I step out. Don't be impressed by the detail of a prophetic word. But what I also want to say, don't be intimidated. <laughs> Laura, don't be intimidated. I'm speaking to me. Okay, Maybe you don't struggle with this, but sometimes we look at someone operating in a particular area and we think, I'll never be able to be like that. You know, And then we become intimidated and we think, well, my little glass of water, what is that? That is a powerful step of, of, of obedience to God. And when I'm obedient, he ministers powerfully to Sam, not because of me, but because he wants to minister to her in a way that he chooses. And he chooses that I give a glass of water. And that's partnering with the Holy Spirit. Very powerful. And so when we look at Scripture, it tells us that God communicates in many different ways. This is not just for the prophetic. This is for everything. And so we know that he speaks to us through his word always. And so it's the Holy Spirit that highlights the word of God. It's a living word. Have you ever had that you're reading something and it's like, boom, it's like the lights go on. It's like you just know this is for me or this is for somebody else that I need to share. And so that's the ministry of the Holy Spirit through the word of God. The written word of God. It is inspired by God. There are many other ways that the that God will speak to us through the Holy Spirit. But what is so important is that it doesn't matter how he speaks to us. It will never contradict what is in the written word. This is our plumb line. This is what we measure everything against. If you're sensing something or feeling something prophetic, we line it up with scripture. Does it come in line with what is already written? If not, then we leave it. And we go and speak to someone and say, this is what I felt, but it, uh, it's not matching. Help me grow in this area. It must line up with scripture. And so God speaks to us through scripture. He speaks to us through creation. We know that. He speaks to us sometimes through our external ear, uh, hearing. We hear something sometimes externally. Some people have actually heard God speak with their natural ears. It can happen. Sometimes we hear God, but it's internal. That happens often. Maybe for you, it's, it's more a, an impression that you get where you just, you sense something. It's like you know something, but you know it's from God. And so you could be in a crowded place and you look across and you just see someone and it's like the Holy Spirit just highlights that person to you. And you just know, you just know God wants to minister to them. 
And so that prompts you then to go to the person, even if you don't even know what God wants to do. You just go and say, can I pray for you? And you're trusting that God is going to minister to them. Sometimes God speaks to us through things that we see. I can see something physically with my eyes or just internally. I just have an image inside. And so yesterday, just to give you an example, I saw you. You were wearing different shoes yesterday. And so you had tackies on, shoes on. Do you call them tackies? Trainers? With marks on them, colored marks. So I saw him yesterday for the first time. And as I just glanced down at his shoes, I felt something inside. It was just like, you know, you just feel like a jump in your spirit. So I could have at that point said, God, you want to minister to this man? I thank you that you will do it. Or I can engage God. How many times have we heard this word engage in the last couple of hours? Engage God. And so what I did yesterday is that every time I looked at him, I said, God, what is it that you're wanting to show me for this man? What is it? And so I kept looking at his shoes. And so I'm going to ask you to stand, if you don't mind. I mean, I don't know you. But yesterday I felt God highlight you to me. And he used a natural object, his shoes. And as I looked at those shoes, I saw the marks on his shoes. And the first picture that came to mind was a picture of someone in the army. And so as your shoes were marked, I felt like in the army we can wear uniforms. And on the uniform, there are marks indicating authority and responsibility. And so the whole of yesterday, I'm saying, God, why? Why are you showing me the shoes? Why am I now thinking of the army? You see, I'm engaging with God. I'm asking Holy Spirit, give me more. See, I haven't shared it yet with him because I'm still gathering the information. I'm saying, God, what is it about responsibility? What is it about authority? What are you doing in his life? Why are you wanting to speak to him? When must I share it with him? And so for you, I felt like God is wanting to put authority, increase authority upon your shoulders. I feel like you've been trained for many years and you're skilled, but there is more to come. And I, I have asked you to stand because I felt yesterday there's a repositioning that needs to happen. And so it's not that anything in the circumstance has to change tonight, but I feel like God is saying, stand up, my boy. I've got more for you. And he wants to stir up that expectation within you because he has marked you. And so as your shoes were marked, and that was the natural picture that I saw, it's like God is saying, I've marked you. There is increase coming. There is authority coming. And position yourself to, to receive that. Yeah, thank you. And so can you see that God can use shoes just to grab our attention? And so we don't stop there. It's not about the shoes. It's about, God, what's the message? What is it that you're wanting to give to that person to strengthen and to encourage? Sometimes God can just drop things into our minds like thoughts, where suddenly you think of someone. Have you ever had that? Like you're washing the dishes or you're scrubbing the toilet. We had a ladies' meeting in Edinburgh. Spoke, spoke a lot about toilets, huh? <laughs> wasn't context it was good i hope but uh <laughs> but um we can be cleaning the toilet and suddenly a thought drops into your mind 
Phone that person. Do this. Do that. Where is Dave, the guitarist? Is he here? Okay. That's fine. I'll share with him in a moment. And so that's one way that God speaks to us. He just drops things into our minds. Sometimes it can even be a picture that you see, a picture in your mind that of a door opening. So as you're talking to someone, it's just like you're constantly thinking about this picture, a door opening. What we don't want to do is just assume that we know what that means. You don't just say, well, I see a door opening. It must mean new opportunities. We don't stop there. We say, okay, God, what is the door opening mean now for this person because I once had a situation where there were two different people at two completely different moments in time and God gave them the exact same image it was an image of a tower with a bell and the bell was ringing and what God wanted to say to the one person was completely different to the other person but yet he used the same image <coughs> we've got to be careful We've got to be careful that we don't analyze what it is that we think God is saying. And so God speaks to us in many different ways. Here comes our guitarist, Dave. You can stay where you are. <clears throat> I just felt for you. When you were playing in your nice fuzzy shoes, nice and warm and comfy. <laughs> We've all seen the shoes, uh, the slippers or whatever they're called. <clears throat> I did speak to you yesterday. You told me a little bit about the work that you do. But what, what's remained in my heart today, every time I looked at you and I watched you play, was I feel like God, I, I know we all are made uniquely, but it's like you super unique. You know, it's just like there's something like so creative about you that it's like you super unique. But I feel like even in the workplace, God is going to give you business solutions. He's going to give you solutions to problems. He's going to give you ideas to innovate and to make. And so I feel like he's saying he wants to say to you, just just be asking me for for more ideas. And when you hit a wall, just say, okay, God, what's the solution? Because I feel like he's going to start dropping ideas into your mind. You're going to even be amazed, but it's going to be an, a beautiful, creative solution to whatever it is that you're facing. just want to encourage you with that. <clears throat> and so when we look at 1 Corinthians 14, earnestly desire gifts, especially that you may prophesy. So what do we do? We ask, Lord, I'm ready. My answer is yes, Lord. I dare you to settle this. My answer is yes. I ask you to give me something. It could be a picture. It could be a thought. It could be a prophetic statement. I'm, I'm asking you, Lord, would you flow through my life in a greater measure than ever before? Ask him. And then wait and just say, okay, Lord, I'm ready. Is there anything for anyone today? And if there's nothing today, tomorrow... It's me again, Lord. Anything today. The next day, it's me again, Lord. Anything. It's a wonderful way to live because your heart is expectant. You know, even before the meeting, 
I was thinking, okay, I've got a lot to share. But I kept looking around the room because I knew that God had given me words for certain people. I cannot tell you the joy that I experienced while we were singing. The joy and the delight because I knew he had entrusted something into my hands to deliver. I'm just the messenger. That's what the prophetic is. We're just passing on. But it, it's a beautiful thing. And so when we're expectant, he puts things in our hearts, puts things in our hands, and we can share them with others. And so when we put something in our hearts, we say, God, what is it? Who is it for? Why are you showing me the shoes? What does that mean? Is there anything else besides the army and the shoes and the authority and the repositioning? Anything else, Lord? And then we share it when we know this is the time to share it. And so the prophetic is for every child of God, everyone filled with the Holy Spirit. And so before we go and have a practical time of now stepping out in the prophetic, and everyone's like, I'm sure I need the toilet right now. <laughs> I just want to share with you what I felt for this time. And so there were two words that I felt in preparing for this time, and that was activate and release. And I felt like God wanted to activate. He wanted to bring change in our lives. And then he wanted to release us into the things that he has for us. And so when I was asking God about this activate, I felt these three words. Adjustments, clarity, purpose. Adjustments, clarity, purpose. And I feel like there are some adjustments that God wants us to make. It could be for your own life. It could be for the groups, uh, a group that you're leading within the church. It could be in your business. It could be um, in church leadership. But I feel like there are some things that God is going to ask us to adjust, to change, so that clarity can come, that we'll see things from his perspective and we'll have purpose. We'll understand what it is he's doing and what he's about to do in our own lives and also corporately. And the picture that I had for the last few weeks is I've had this picture for us for this time of a river flowing and the water was flowing. But I also saw within the river stones and, and um, rocks. And I felt like the water that was flowing represented the power and the presence of God. But the stones and the rocks were these obstacles that kind of hindered how powerfully God wanted to work through our lives. And so I feel like in the area of adjustments, God is wanting to highlight things where we can say, God, what is it that you want me to change? It doesn't have to be a negative thing. It could just be I want you to lay down that in order to pick up that. could just be a change of season. But I feel like God wants to minister powerfully through our lives, not just tonight, but in all the days to come. But we need to say, Lord, is there anything? You know, as David says, search my heart, O Lord. Many times I say, God, start with me. Shine your light here, Lord. Is there anything that needs to be changed in my life? Because I want you to flow unhindered through my life. We need to regularly come before the Father and say, God, what is it that you want to change? I felt in a couple of areas, some of us have some unhealthy choices we've made and God wants to make adjustments there. Perhaps you're struggling with apathy and that just means 
you kind of have got to the place where I'll, I'll wait and see. God has spoken. I heard about the promises, but we'll see what God does. Apathy. I feel like God wants to make changes there. Change the apathy to expectation. Another thing I felt was weariness. Some of you are struggling with weariness. Weariness with just dealing with situations. But it could also be weariness of waiting. Some of you have become weary in the waiting. God has promised you things. You know they're coming. But you're at the place where you're saying, it's taken so long. It's taken so long. And I feel like God just wants to bring change in that area. And so interesting, I think it was today, Michael, um, Malcolm spoke about deeds. He used the word deeds. Was it today or yesterday, Malcolm? I can't remember. And so about two months ago, we were in a Zoom meeting. And as I'm sitting there, I feel God drop this word deeds. Boom. It, it's like, it was even like an electric shock. It was just like, boom, out of nowhere, this word deeds just falls into my heart. And if you look at what deeds mean it's normally legal paper it's normally a legal document that says this is the right to occupy that space or that land or that property so you can have the deeds that say the deeds now give me the right to now occupy and inhabit that space and I felt that that is what God is wanting to do with our lives here he's wanting adjustments to come and he's saying, I have the deeds. I have the right to send you into places. And I want you to go and inhabit those places. And the sentence that kept running through my mind was, it is time to inhabit what God is giving you. It is time to inhabit what God is giving you. And it might be into physical places, relocation, changing of things physically. It might be stepping into a greater space of influence. But I feel like God is saying it is time. It's like the picture of the deeds. He's saying, there is space and places I'm giving you. Now you need to move into those places. And so before we came, there was a scripture that God put on my heart. And uh, we've noticed the last couple of hours, God is repeating over and over and over certain things. So it is of absolute no surprise that I'm going to speak out of Joshua 1. <laughs> Couldn't believe it. Joshua 1. And it says, Moses, my servant is? Okay, good. And now, therefore, and it goes on and it says, arise, arise. And I felt for us, God is saying, rise up, church, rise up. Deal with the obstacles, deal with the adjustments, but rise up now. Rise up and go. It says, go over this Jordan, you and all this people. And I just, as I read that, I felt, when we stand up, when we reposition ourselves, when we say, I'm going to go, and we step forward, it affects the lives of others. It affects the lives of others. And it says, rise up, go into the land that I am giving to them. And I feel like God has set aside things for us to move into, spaces to inhabit. And it requires that we make choices and we engage with God to do that. And so I feel like he's stirring us up. Rise up. I just want to ask the, the band to come and just, um, we're just going to have a time of just some personal words.
But before we do that, I really want to honor God because when God shares something with us, we need to respond. It requires a response. And so I feel like let us give him time and let's say, Lord, activate, release. I ask that you do that in my life. But I'm asking you also, are there any adjustments you want me to make? Would you bring clarity? Would you bring an understanding of purpose to my life? And so before we look at ministering to each other and sharing whatever it is God may give you, we're going to take time to say, God, search me. Let your light shine upon me, O God, so that adjustments can come to my life that I may honor you in all that I do.